You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Talking Chop Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a wonderful start to your day. You can find the Daily Hammer, the Talking Chop Podcast, and the Road to Atlanta Podcast all on the Talking Chop Podcast Network at TalkingChop.com and at Talking Chop across all forms of social media. My name's Sean Cohen. You can find me at StatsSAC. When it comes to the 2021 World Series champion Atlanta Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. So obviously yesterday was another action-packed newsfield day when it came to Major League Baseball. Significant signings and, of course, the announcement of the 2021 um, Cy Young Award winners in both the American and National League. Congratulations to Robbie Ray, formerly of the Blue Jays. He's a free agent right now. But also Corbin Burns of the Milwaukee Brewers. And the really cool thing about it is, is that these are two pitchers who over the past few years have really reinvented their approach and it's led to them being recognized as the best pitcher in their respective leagues. I get that you could probably debate the award between a few players in both the American and National League, but certainly congratulations to both Robbie Ray and Corbin Burns. Of course, the other big news from yesterday was the uh, deadline to accept or decline the 2021 qualifying offer. 14 players across Major League Baseball had been offered the qualifying offer to start the offseason. Brandon Bell of the Giants was the only player to accept. Of course, he's coming off a, a season-ending injury, basically, and he probably wanted to simply take on the most money that he could be guaranteed. But, of course, this means 13 other players have declined the qualifying offer, which means that there will be draft pick compensation if they were to sign elsewhere. And we've already seen examples of where that, um, you know, draft compensation either will work out or it may not. For instance, Noah Syndergaard was offered the qualifying offer from the Mets. He declined, signed with the Angels, and therefore the Mets will be in line for draft pick compensation. Whereas Justin Verlander, who will, and we'll talk about these signings um, here a bit later on in the show, for Justin Verlander, he actually signed with the Astros. They were the team that offered him the qualifying offer. So obviously they're not going to get any type of draft pick compensation since they retained Justin Verlander services. But of course the news that was more of a formality than anything, nothing surprising that concerns Braves fans, is Freddie Freeman denying his qualifying offer. And of course, one year and $18 million versus six to seven years with a contract value that's likely going to go up into the upper $100 millions, you get why Freddie Freeman's okay denying his qualifying offer. And yesterday we didn't get any type of news nugget update on Freeman like we had over the previous few days. I will say that with any news, 
that comes out about Freddie Freeman, it's very unlikely that it's coming from the Braves. We know how tight-lipped the Braves are, so if any type of national baseball writer or anyone such as that is talking about, you know, them having, if they seem to act like they're having knowledge of the negotiations between Freddie Freeman and the Atlanta Braves, it's likely more just speculation than anything else. But one of the things that was mentioned this week, John Heyman came out and talked about it, was there potentially being a bit of resistance from the Braves' end to include a sixth year on a contract offer to Freddie Freeman. Now, that could mean that they don't want to offer a fully guaranteed six-year. Perhaps they're looking to get a, a lower salary in the sixth year than in the first five as Freeman gets older. Perhaps there's some type of option as well. But the latest is, is that when it comes to the Braves talking with Freeman, that sixth year or longer could be something that the Braves are a bit resistant from offering. And you can get the logic from both sides of the equation. For Freddie Freeman, he's more than deserving to ask what he wants and to get it with the type of person and player that he is. And the fact, obviously, he just contributed to a World Series championship. On the Braves' side of things, you also can certainly see the logic. There have been plenty of examples, Albert Pujols, Miguel Cabrera, Joey Votto come to mind, where these first baseman player profile types are giving long contracts that last until the players are in their 40s, and early on in those contracts, the players fall off in terms of their production, and those contracts wind up being more of a harm than a help. Well, in my opinion, when it comes to the Braves and Freddie Freeman talking about a deal, a few things stand out that should support both sides being okay to go that sixth or seventh year, seventh year to get a deal done. For one, you're talking about six to seven years for Freddie Freeman that would potentially take him through his age 37 or 38 year. And yes, Freddie Freeman does have a player profile that likely is going to decline as he ages. That's just naturally what happens with first baseman, instead, especially when it comes to bigger first baseman, which Freddie Freeman certainly is. But I think that Freddie Freeman's approach at the plate is something that will age well. I think that he will remain productive with his approach at the plate as he gets older. The other thing that really stands out is kind of a hedge for the Braves to help Freddie remain productive is the fact that the National League is going to be gaining the designated hitter spot, hopefully by, you know, by 2022. So if the, if the National League goes forward with the designated hitter in place and Freddie Freeman were to start to decline, the Braves have the option of just allowing for him to hit on a regular basis, and that would allow for him to remain productive without the burden of playing the field. Yes, that may not be the best allocation of funds when it comes to paying a mid-30s first baseman 25, 26, 27 million as your DH, but it would allow for the Braves to at least have a way to help him remain as productive as possible. But the other thing to me, and the most important thing to me, that stands out when it comes to getting this deal done, I understand Alex Anthopoulos and the Atlanta Braves, that they love financial flexibility. They want to keep the books as clean as possible as far into the future as they can to likely keep their contention window as open as long as possible. But while I certainly understand you wanting to keep your contention window as open as long as possible, I think the counter to that is having as many legitimate World Series chances as possible as you can get. 
Signing Freddie Freeman now allows for you to have several more opportunities as a legitimate World Series contender. That certainty puts you in a spot to be a contender for several years to come. Instead of being the worried about the end of any potential contract with Freddie Freeman, not allowing for you to re-sign him, and now you have to look to replace him. I get the overall concern with the long-term deal as Freddie ages, but that concern should not overcome the understanding of what Freddie Freeman brings now, the certainty he brings now in terms of giving you your best chance to win another World Series over the next few years. So if term is what is the biggest determining factor right now on getting the deal done. I do feel in time the Braves and Freeman will find a common ground, but I think that the Braves have far more reason to get this deal done on a term that Freddie is satisfied with than trying to take a stand and not go the length Freddie would like. But of course, with Freeman's situation still developing, still getting figured out, the Braves also obviously are getting a better understanding of the routes that make sense to go to add to their roster for this year and perhaps beyond. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between so you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected, and 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. So without a doubt, if you are a starting pitcher right now as a free agent, you certainly have to be enjoying the the numbers that are being reported when it comes to starting pitchers, at least if you are one of the marquee starting pitchers on the market. Four major deals, three free agent deals and one extension, have been announced so far this offseason. A seven-year, $131 million extension between the Toronto Blue Jays and Jose Barrios, who you certainly have to feel is a great addition long-term to the Blue Jays' core. That was the biggest one so far. Former Red Sox left-hander Eduardo Rodriguez getting a five-year, $77 million deal definitely is a development as well. But another thing that really stands out is the fact that two pitchers that have thrown a combined, I believe, 15 innings over the past two years, 2020 and 2021, Noah Syndergaard and Justin Verlander, two pitchers who have not thrown a significant amount of innings since 2019, both of them landed one-year deals of, of $20 million or more. So teams are paying for the potential of these pitchers as much as they are the production. The fact that Justin Verlander and Noah Syndergaard are getting deals where it's at least worth one million and over or one year and over twenty million dollars. Verlander could potentially make a similar amount. Uh, let's let's make sure we get the numbers right. Noah Syndergaard signed a one year twenty one million dollar deal 
with the Los Angeles Angels, Angels of Anaheim. Justin Verlander signed a one-year $25 million deal with the Houston Astros that also has a second-year player option with a similar dollar amount for 2023. So these pitchers, if you're a pitcher with a track record, with a significant track record, right now your payday is here. And I think that what this shows is a couple of different things when it comes to how the Braves are going to look to construct their roster, not only this year, but potentially beyond as well. For one, we know the Braves really, really like to focus on bringing in significant talents on one-year deals to bolster their lineup or bolster their um, rotation. A couple of names that still remained out there that certainly could fit that, could fit that bill are Clayton Kershaw as well as Michael Conforto. But if these players, if Noah Syndergaard and Justin Verlander are getting the one-year deals that they're getting at over $20 million, you easily could see Clayton Kershaw landing at least that amount. And you also could see those one-year $20 million predictions that many had for Michael Conforto. Those don't look that, those don't look that outrageous now. So to me, that shows that the Braves' formula of going out to get a player who had a significant track record in the past but may not be as good now for whatever reason, I think that those type of players may be, out, may be outside the Braves' price range. So of course, it could mean several different things for Atlanta when it comes to their roster construction. For one, after the marquee name sign, it could increase the likelihood that the Braves go with the sources that they know and they really look to get aggressive while we're still remaining on a good deal for the team. They could go after a, a, a perhaps a multi-year deal with a Jorge Soler or an Eddie Rosario um, to complement what they already have in the outfield with Ronald Acuna Jr. That could be a likelihood if the marquee names in the market are too pricey for the Braves to go with. It also could mean that Atlanta may look to go a bit riskier than it may seem to make sense when it comes to making an addition to their starting rotation. One name that stands out there as being potentially, uh, you know, having a profile that the Braves like to go after is James Paxton. He did have Tommy John surgery last or earlier this year, perhaps could be available towards the, you know, towards May, June of the 2022 season, but he's an older left-hander, an experienced left-hander, who has been a difference-making arm at times, and with the Braves having signed Dallas Keuchel, Cole Hamels, Drew Smiley over the past several years, James Paxton could be the type of name they can go after, or a player like that who's an older player who could be looking to have a bounce bag here in Atlanta and won't cost as much as other names. But the other big thing that stands out to me is that if this free agent market is going as active as it is right now, with players trying to get locked up with deals before the December 1st deadline occurs, where we're likely going to see a lockout, you also could have reason, once again, for the Braves to go the route of the trade market. Not only would it allow for the Braves to potentially acquire a player, especially if it could be someone under multiple years of control. It would allow for the Braves to acquire a player who may have his best days in front of him, especially when it comes to the Braves' ability to develop players. But it's also allowing for them to get a controllable player to where they're getting a piece that they can add to the core, both for 2022 and beyond, and they're not having as many needs to feel in the off seasons in the future. 
So that's what the developments of the early signings of the free agent market look like to me. Some of these names that we feel make the most sense that fit that one-year prove-it type deal for the Braves, they may not be in the Braves' price range as of right now. As a result, the Braves could either go to the names that they know could go to familiar sources once again, like a Jorge Soler or Eddie Rosario to help bolster the lineup, or, as far as the pitching goes, the Braves may have to get a bit riskier than they had initially thought to bring in a high upside arm, but who may have the downside a lot like the Braves signing Drew Smiley for 2021. But also at the end of the day, in my opinion, this does bring to light the idea of a potential trade. We know Alex Anthopoulos has been working the phones. We know that when Alex Anthopoulos really feels a trade makes sense, he'll get the job done and he may get multiple trades done in time. But I do think that looking to acquire a controllable player over the next few years really does make sense for Atlanta now, maybe even more so than it has in the past, because of how the free agent market is materializing, but also with the fact that it would shore up a need for the Braves moving forward and not make them you know, have as many needs to fill each and every offseason because of the fact that they have had a lot of success on one-year deals. But of course, at the end of the day, sign Freddie Freeman, and from there, make the moves that you need to to bolster the roster, and hopefully the Braves will get much of this done before December 1st, and then from there, we'll let whatever needs to between the Players Association and baseball work out, but the Braves roster will be in good shape for 2022 and hopefully beyond. Can't thank you enough for joining he, us here on the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves. Make sure to stay tuned to TalkingChop.com as well as at TalkingChop across all forms of social media for great insight on the latest regarding the Atlanta Braves. You can also check out the Road to Atlanta podcast and the Talking Chop podcast, both great parts of the Talking Chop Podcast Network, along with the Daily Hammer. Again, you can find all those wherever you find Talking Chop content. My name's Sean Coleman. Thanks so much for joining us here on the Daily Hammer. Go Braves, and we'll keep you updated and talk to you again soon, as soon as any news about the Braves comes down the pipeline. Have a great day. We'll talk to you again soon here on the Daily Hammer. <laughs>
Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.